This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast on Twitter at RealGilbertACP and on Instagram, Gilbert Podfried, P-O-D-F-R-I-E-D. You see, it's kind of a pun on the last name. Ah, never mind. Gilbert Gottfried here, and I'm here with my co-host Frank Santopadre, and this is another episode of Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. It is. So who should go first? Why don't you why don't you start? You got your chicken scratches there. Yeah. See something that you're excited about. Okay. Uh, okay. We this... should tell people that we don't know the film that, that, that we're going to pick. No. We don't know each other's movies, no. so it comes as a complete surprise. Now, this is a film, another in my long list of films that I enjoyed, but, you Uh-oh. know, I, I always bring up, like, how Robert Osborne on on uh, Turner Classic Movies always talks about... Um, you know, the essentials. Right. This one's not and, essential? Yeah. Inessential. I, I recommend the inessential <laughs> movies. <laughs> like, they're worth watching, but there's stuff wrong with them. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call any of them Citizen Kane or anything well, like that. Well, we've picked a few like that. Yeah. So? So this one came out in the 60s. Okay. And it was called um, No Way to Treat a Lady. I can't believe you're saying this. Yeah. Last night, we have Leonard Malton coming up on the show. I pulled out Leonard Malton's TV guide. I went through it, and I said, I'm going to pick No Way to Treat a Lady. Oh, wow. I didn't write it down for this week. Wow. Right. Jack Smite. Yeah. Rod, Rod Steiger. So so we are definitely running out of movies to recommend. <laughs> I okay, this believe- will be the last. No, the- <laughs> but I but I checkmarked it in the book, and I wow. said that's because I have a George Siegel thing, and yeah. I love him. Uh, wow, great pick, and you you're reading my mind. Yeah, so um, it it's Rod Steiger's a serial killer, right? And he, you know, it's a perfect part for Rod Steiger because he could chew the scenery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, he's he plays an actor. Of course. Right. And and each time he murders a woman, he's he's in total disguise. One as an old German, right. an Irish cop. <laughs> right. Uh, he plays a homosexual hairdresser. Uh, he plays a woman at one point. That's right. And um, now I'm kind of wondering... If much like the Marx Brothers, you know, when I watch A Night at the Opera uh-huh. with the Marx Brothers, 
to me, that seemed like the beginning of the end. Oh, I agree. When the they Marx went to MGM, brothers. and we talked about this, yeah. how Thalberg decided that uh, the, you know being anarchist wasn't enough. Yeah, that they had to have a musical comedy subplot and a romance. And 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 it's funny because business wise, he was right. Business wise, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, duck soup. Bombed right. miserably. And that's and what, I the, think that's what sent them packing. To, to, didn't they lose their contract yeah, at Paramount? Yeah, of and that was a great – that's right. remembered as a great movie. There's a lesson there in quality versus commerce. Yeah, yeah, and, and Night at the Opera was their big, big hit. Yeah. But Steiger um, – I, I always kind of thought Steiger, the beginning of the end for him – was uh, no way to treat a lady. Interesting. I didn't know where you were going with, with that. I thought you were going to say one of Steiger's disguises was Sig Ruman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand I, the I was, connection. I was going to say one of his disguises was Nat Pendleton. Nat Pendleton. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love yeah, Nat Pendleton. Because when people, I remember sitting in the theater and the audience going, hey, doesn't he look like Nat Pendleton there? <laughs> All right, as you're talking, I'm looking up No Way to and, Treat a Lady. Yeah, and, and George Siegel's the cop. Yeah. Now, I remember what I thought was kind of embarrassing. It was sort of funny, and then it got too cliche. He's like, you know, he's uh, uh, he's got a Jewish mother. That's right. And there was that Ellen Brennan or something. Eileen Heckert. Eileen Heckert. Yeah. And after a while, I thought it was getting too cliche. Uh, but it, it's a fun movie to watch, nonetheless. Well, it's a strange hybrid. It's kind of it's a serial killer movie that's sort of a comedy. Yes, which which is a tough thing to pull off. I'm trying to think. I can't even think of a second one. And I even just got serial a mom. Weird I guess flashback uh, that at one point I think his girlfriend's about to get murdered, and he rushes is that to where Lee, it's Lee happening. Remick? Yeah, on the subway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where he runs into Tony Musante and Ed McMahon. Yes. <laughs> and Brock Peters. And Brock Peters. On the same. I think it was the fetching Lee Remick. Yes, who was yes. Who girlfriend who didn't uh, live very long. But- now, now, I heard that uh, Anthony Quinn, Uh-oh. when uh, he was at the height of his career, was uh, in a limousine and... He was fucking Lee Remick. This is what I heard. He was fucking God Lee Remick. God bless Remick you, Anthony Quinn. While, while he, st- he was standing up in the limo with his head sticking out of the top Doing of the Zorba? limo. Yeah, like <laughs> waving to people like they were going down like through Times Square and he's waving. Like he was JFK. Yeah, yeah and they're all cheering at him Hilarious. while he's fucking Lee Remick right. underneath yeah, there. Yeah. Which sounds to me like he lived the greatest life of any person. So I'm trying to picture the physics of that. The, yeah, the, the, I, the, that's the what physical, I tried to picture. The physical ability to, to actually pull that off. Wow. I pull that's it your off Lee- every night. Thank you. That's your Lee yes. Remick story? Yes, yes. That's my <laughs> Lee Remick, Anthony Quinn. Well, Leonard Maltin, who's coming up on our show in his book, in his wonderful indispensable uh, movie guide, calls it a delicious blend of romantic comedy and murder with Steiger as a flamboyant lady killer, literally, Siegel as Mo Brummel. Oh, yes. That's, that's a funny pun. Like Bo Brummel. Right. Yes. Uh, as the cop uh, on his trail, and Remick as Siegel's new lady friend who could be the next victim. Uh, from the novel by William Goldman. 
Of, oh! of all people, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance yes. Kid and the Hot uh, Rod. Marathon Man. And Marathon Man and Misery and the Princess Bride and on and on. That's a good one. Yeah. No, so you thought that was, that was kind of a tipping point for Steiger? Uh, yeah, I thought maybe, maybe it let his ham part of his performances run away with it. Well, there was the that. loved one where he was pretty hammy. Oh, yes. But that called yes. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So 68, I think he makes in the heat of the night right around that time. Um, oh, so yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. No, we'll I, think, to... I think this was after heat of the night. Oh, was it like maybe a year later? Yeah. And um, heat of the night, I think he wins. And most people thought... He won the Academy Award that they felt he got cheated out of in the pawnbroker. Oh, for the pawnbroker. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, nothing will top his performance in W.C. Fields and me. Oh, yes. <laughs> you want to see Rod Steiger overact like crazy? You want to see everybody overact like crazy? There's a movie called The January Man with Kevin Klein. Oh, my God. That was written by John Patrick Shanley, who would won the Oscar for Moonstruck. And I guess this is what one of the what they call the trunk scripts, where once a writer breaks through, breaks through, the studio says, "What oh, else you got? Oh God, lying yes, around." Yes, and, uh, and forgive me if this is wrong, or my friend Rick Willett, who's a John Patrick Shanley fan, will correct me. But this other movie, well, he was given the shot to direct after Moonstruck, and he made Joe versus the Volcano. Oh yeah, a big, big, big hit. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> a movie that has some nice moments. Nice moments, yeah, but, but that not- was one of those movements. And and that guy in particular, at times I feel like, you know, when when I see his movies or mm-hmm. scripts, mm-hmm. I feel like slapping him across the face and going, <laughs> okay, that's very wacky, but it's not good. Well, that movie in particular. Yeah. It's uh, easy. Being wacky yeah. is very easy. It's a bad movie with, that has good performances. Yeah. Meg Ryan plays three roles. and But I'm going off on a tangent. Yeah. The January Man, yes. which he also wrote, has Danny Aiello and Kevin Klein. I think Harvey Keitel. God, I'm, I'm trying to piece this together in my mind. Rod Steiger. Everybody over ass. <laughs> Just full tilt <laughs> for 90 minutes. It's a serial killer film. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Hot to picture Steiger over. I know, I yeah. know, I know. <laughs> but um, anyway, so no way to treat a lady. Yeah. Can't, but it's the, this is That like, is so strange. I swear to you, I put, I was in bed last night with a book and I took a, a bookmark and I said, oh, no way to treat a lady. I always love that one. Yeah. Was, and brought to mind, was there. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, also, in no way to treat a lady, my midget obsession. Oh, really? <laughs> Michael Dunn. Oh, Michael Dunn turns up yeah. from, Wild, from Wild Wild West. Yeah, he was Dr. or Mr. Loveless. Right, right, Mr. Loveless. Yes. What does he play in No Way to Treat a Lady? Uh, he's someone who confesses to the murders. Okay, I'm trying to piece it together. Yeah, he shows up and is confessing oh, yes, oh, yes. to the murders. He's very funny. Taking the parts Billy Barty turned down. Uh, yes. <laughs> Was there a movie with Victor Bono as a serial killer? Uh, yes. Yeah, from a similar period? Yes. Uh, we have to look that up because I used to confuse it with this picture. Yeah, doing what a, was do, the... uh we'll have to we'll have oh, to yeah. we'll have to google that and figure it out. Uh, my movie um Bell, uh, Blaze Star died this week who was a, a stripper. Yeah. A real life stripper who was famous for having a love affair and a scandal with Huey Long, the Kingfish. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ron Shelton made a movie called Blaze with uh, Lolita Davidovich. Do you remember her? Oh my god, yes. Uh, speaking of actresses that fell yeah. off the planet. 
uh, and uh, it starred Paul Newman. And I was reading about Blaze, and I was reading about Paul Newman, and I, I thought, why am I not recommending Paul Newman movies for the, uh, for the podcast? So I want to talk, that was 89, but I want to talk about one he made a few years later in 94 called The Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, yes. Do you know this picture? Oh, yes. By yes. the Coen brothers. Uh, 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 I guess a film I would recommend with reservations, certainly not their yeah. best movie. Once again. Once again, <laughs> flawed. But, but if you like the Coen brothers, if you, if you go in for that kind of showy, we love filmmaking, we love the history of filmmaking style, and we're going to throw everything at the screen here, it, it's, it's such a fun movie. Um, it's it's a little it's a little reminiscent of a Capra or a Sturgis film. Oh yes, film. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins plays a rube uh, named Norval Barnes. Um, who, and who's the girl? Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah, and she's playing it up like very old movie. Big actress. time. She's basically doing yeah. doing a kind of I guess a Catherine Hepburn, yeah. Rosalind Russell. Yeah, kind of a thing. She's that old, like, quick-talking broad yeah, in the old but, movies. But her dialogue is so snappy and, and so clever. Um, and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is on that list of actresses that has no problem taking her clothes yes, off. Yes, you I mentioned heard. that in the, yeah. in the previous episode. Yes. <laughs> That's more important That's than right. talking about the movie. The daughter of, Vic, of the late Vic Morrow. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And she made some good films. Uh, Dolores Claiborne is a good film. Um, uh, I like Mrs. Parker and the Vicious Circle. Was that the one? Uh, yeah, that's the one. And this one, um, she plays Amy Archer. Yeah, she's a fast-talking oh, reporter. Yeah. I mean, he's a rube. You know, she's a big city girl. John Mahoney is the editor. And they're sort of playing him for a sap. It's a little bit, I think the closest thing it's, it, it's reminiscent of is Capper's Meet John Doe. Oh. Uh, because they're taking the bumpkin and, they're gonna, yeah. the, and the local newspaper is, gonna, is, is making a fool out of him. And, of course, you know, he's so pure of heart and he, he, you know, he invents the hula hoop, basically, uh, in, in the movie. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give the plot away. It's See, so now, much fun. Now, Meet John Doe. Yeah. As, as much as it's a great classic movie yeah. ending, like, yeah. hey, the people talk and lick that. I don't uh, think Capra was ever happy with that ending. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, great movie. Yeah. became a classic ending, you know, lick that, Norton. I think it was... Lick that, Norton. Norton. <laughs> and the guy who said it was Gleason. That's... Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, James Gleason. James Gleason. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was so, so funny. funny. But... I think originally in the script, he was supposed to commit suicide for real. That sounds right. And they they couldn't allow it right. back then. That sounds right. And it's like I'd almost like to see them computerize it with the uh, original script ending and i would have i would have th- i would have thought it would be more powerful if in capra's book and i'm trying to remember because i read it years ago in capra's book the name above the title he talks about that very thing yeah you know i think that was the intention yeah and i don't think the studio in 1941 i yes. don't i don't think that suicide especially was, a star yeah. like gary cooper yeah um, but boy i would have loved to have seen it, it me too me too it's a terrific movie on its yeah. own um, this film goes in a similar direction without giving too much away. Yeah. But I want to talk about Newman's performance as Sidney Musburger, the uh, the the, oh, yes. the mustache twirling and cigar chomping yeah, villain. A lot of fun. He is so much fun. I mean, and you see the range that that, that this guy could play anything, you know. And and here he comes in, and this is a broad, 
a lesser actor would have looked so terrible oh, yeah. playing this part, and he manages to get all the comedy and all the subtlety and all the nuance out of it. And it's, and it, it's, just, a, it's just a terrific performance in a flawed film. But a really original film. I saw it on the big screen, and, and it was so. There's a great. Um, there's a great. The, the old movie tone news. Oh there's yes. A, there's a great yeah. sequence that's narrated <laughs> by John Goodman. Yes. Uh, that 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 you have to see. There are great set pieces, great performances. Um, our our friend Steve Buscemi turns up, oh. and it, of course you don't remember him from that. I no, I I I stopped watching the movie when Steve Buscemi showed. <laughs> Forgive us, Steve. We love you. It was made in 1994. Uh, there isn't a bad performance in it. Uh, uh, the Hudsucker Proxy. It seems the Cohen brothers are big fans of John Goodman. Yeah, they used him a lot. Yeah, he's been in a few. Yeah, well, he's in. Like, he's in Brother Where Art Thou. He's in uh, oh, Raising uh, Arizona. Barton. Barton, uh, Barton Fink. Fink. Right. He turns up in Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. Which the last the last one. Um, but everybody's good in the picture. It's it's very broad. It's very over the top in spots. Um, it's not for everybody. I think if you're a film lover uh, and a cinema buff, you're going to get the references. You're going to understand what they were yes. what they were trying to do. Um, so Hudsucker Proxy and No Way to Treat a Lady. Two movies that I'm sure have never come up in the same conversation. No. <laughs> And if you guys, if you, if our listeners know the movie where Victor Buono played a serial killer, <laughs> write us, tweet us. See you next time. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.